Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Hello, buddies! It's time for another episode of everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. Thank you for joining us tonight. Tonight, we got a special guest from Team Big League. He wears pretty much every hat known to man when it comes to Team Big League. My buddy, Jordy. How you doing, Jordy? Good, bud. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Excited to chat with you. John's told me yeah. a little bit about you. So. John's, John's told me a lot about you, bud. So I uh, Ooh, I heard nice. you wanted me on the show. So I was like, all right, I can make that happen. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, buddy, yeah, I got to start off by asking how you got involved with Team Big League. It's a long story. How long you got? That's the question. Um, No, so... When I was 10 years old, my friend introduced me to wrestling through a video game, and I was hooked. And then he said, you know, this is real, right? And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, this is on TV. So then I just followed, you know, that down that rabbit hole. Then I started watching wrestling when I was about 14, and then I became obsessed with it. And then I met – I had a friend who had a mutual friend who was a wrestler. She paired us together, and that's how I met John, and then – he said, what do you want to do when you grow up? I said, I want to be in wrestling. He goes, okay. And then, obviously, I can't wrestle because of my disability. Obviously, I'm in a wheelchair, right? Yeah. Um, and so I just followed him like a lost puppy, right? And just learned everything I could from him until I was 18. And then I got my first real wrestling gig in the Indies in Pittsburgh, actually, in your city. Um and I uh, became a ring announcer for him, and then we've been together for seven years. So nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, tell man. us about your tell us about our mutual friend John. You know, you and uh, you and I were mutual friends with him. Tell me about uh, your friendship with him. Yeah, so he's basically uh, the best professional wrestler ever. I like I I don't think of any other wrestler better than him because he really is the best. He can you know outwork everybody. Um, he knows a lot of different styles and he's just known everywhere and he's wrestled literally everybody. When he says he's wrestled everybody, he's not exaggerating because there'll be times where we'll go on a show on, like on the road and I'll comment about a wrestler on TV and he'll be like, oh yeah, I wrestled him. And I'm like, bro, you don't tell me these things, man. You don't, you don't like, how do I, how am I supposed to know this? And he goes, well, I just figured, you know, I figured I don't realize I don't tell you everything. I'm like, Dude, you don't tell me everything, so I don't know who you wrestle or who you don't. So, yeah, he really is the guy. He's my best friend. Um, he's just is has a heart of gold, right? His heart is as big as my giant head, right? So, <laughs> and I love him to death, and I'm grateful that he and I are seven years later are still going on the road. Now I'm driving him everywhere um, with my car because I have a modified car, and it's a really really big blessing. And so now I'm being more involved in professional wrestling because of him, 
right? It's not because, oh, I chased my dream, or, oh, it's a, you know, it's a, oh, how do I want to say this? It's not a charity case, right? Like, I yeah. worked my, I put my work in. I paid my dues, as the boys say, and I got to where I am because of John. So, nice. yeah, that's, that's, that's my boy, man. Yeah. How'd you guys meet? Like, how did you guys, like, get involved? Like, we met at my house. Um, my, like I said, we had a mutual friend, and she said, hey, I have somebody who wants to meet you. I said, okay, cool. She brought him over, and, uh, yeah, he came over. I had, I had an injury at the time, so I wasn't really mobile. And so he came over and literally right beside me and let me hold his championships that he had at the time. And, you know, we talked about wrestling. He invited me to my first ever indie show, and I got to go backstage and meet all the boys who are now my brothers right, who are some of my bestest friends in the whole world, um, mm-hmm. they have taught me a lot as, as well, right? As much credit goes to John, a good portion of that also goes to the other men and women who have taken me and accepted me, right? And that made it like a charity case, right? Like a make-a-wish thing, right? Like mm-hmm. These men and women understand how much passion I have for it and how much love I have for it, and they see that and they accepted me as one of their own. Now, obviously, I can't do all the crazy stuff that John does, right? But you know, they don't care. They're just happy that I support it, that I love it, that I have a passion for it. And, yeah, so I that's how we met, and that's how I met all the boys and all the girls, right? And I love them all more than life itself. So, yeah. Awesome. Now, when it comes to Team Big League, you wear so many hats from what I know. You are the announcer. You're the manager. What commentator. Else? I do commentary for them. So sometimes... uh. Sometimes things can get a little, you know, risky at the ringside, right? And so sometimes there are opponents he wants that he, or not that he wants, that he fights, and uh, they sometimes want to threaten to beat me up, right? They they gonna hurt me, right? So John doesn't want me to get hurt. So John, you know, has me go to the commentary booth. I kick one of the commentators out. I put the headset on, and then I'm, you know, the talking head, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah, I hope this is not just wrestling, man, because there's a lot more to me than just wrestling. And I know there's going to be a lot of people that watch this episode that don't want to just hear all about wrestling. Everybody no, back no, no, home. No, 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 there's plenty and, more to yeah, it. Good, 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 good. Just, yeah. I can talk you, about wrestling forever. <laughs> I kind of have, like, I have this formula. It goes like wrestling, then we'll get into the other stuff, you know. Sweet, man. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So you got, with your time with Team Big League, what was the most epic fight you've ever seen? That still stands out to you today. I know that's like, yeah. This I know was you when I was a fan. I wasn't working for John yet, or at least I was, but not as frequent as I am now. He wrestled a wrestler called Adam Cole. Now John got injured, which sucks, right? But the match was just so cool because Adam Cole was a big name, and he was facing my boss, you know, John. So. When I got to see those two collide, it was real. My mind was just blown. And then when he got injured, you know, the explosion in my brain just kind of fizzled out because I'm just like, oh no, John's hurt. What are we going to do? Right. So, um, thankfully, the, the recovery time wasn't that long. Um, but that's probably one of them. Um, another one he did was actually the first show I ever worked was with him. Oh, uh, another wrestler, I can't remember his name, and ECW legend Rhino. And I was, you know, I was ringing us for John. This was my first time. Rhino passed me on the back and said, good luck, kid. And I just went, thank you. <laughs> right? Because I was so nervous. I was 18, <laughs> right? I had no idea what I was doing. And 
you know, I like you can learn so much from watching TV, right? But mm-hmm. you 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 don't truly know what you're doing until you do it and you get the feedback and it just keeps growing, snowballing into you know what it is now, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. So I gotta ask a question just popped into my mind. Do you know of the wrestler called the Rev? Yes, uh-huh. I do. I love my boy. That's my boy. That's my guy. Yeah, I man. I, with him. Yes, I heard. I heard on John's interview that dude, Rev is such a good dude, man. I love Rev. I uh, we actually met over social media, and he and I just started chatting. I said, dude, I said one of these days we gotta wake up, and like I can't wait to actually meet you in person. And then when I actually met him in person, he was even better than what he is on social media, and I love him. He is a good guy. Really, really just. One of my brothers, you know, he's a good dude. Good dude awesome. So. Awesome. Now, I, like I said, I promised you we're going to get into other stuff for wrestling. But yeah. I want to ask you one more wrestling question before we uh, go into our ad break real quick. Yeah. Which is, you got to give us, keep it buddy-like, audience appropriate. Give us a funny story about something that happened with Tim, Team Big League. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> so we actually weren't working a show. Um this is actually John and I going to a wrestling show called Monday Night Raw. And uh, this was our first time going front row because I now have the connections to be able to do that, to go to front row every time. Um, so it was John, me, and my sister. We were going to Monday Night Raw. He was getting me out of the car because, I, again, I have a disability, so he can't just phys- I can't just get out, you know, whatever. He somebody yeah. has to physically carry me. He opens the door. He he grabs me and he turns and he didn't realize my head was close to the door and I smacked my head against the door. I am bleeding, right? Oh, and he's just like, oh my, and I'm just like, what? And I'm just, I just start feeling, I'm like, oh, that's fun, right? And we all just busted a gut because I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like, oh, this hurts. I was like, oh, you know, he's just, and, you know, he's freaking out, calling 911. My sister is dying because she thinks it's great that her brother's in pain. Um, you know, so and yeah, so it's it was a violent night, and I ended up having like a giant uh, uh, bandaid on my head to cover the you know injury. And every, all the wrestlers are like, like after the show, you get to meet some of them, right? They, they'll take pictures. <laughs> One of them goes, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good." <sighs> Meanwhile, John's thinking, "I broke him." Yeah, no, like he genuinely thought he broke my neck, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm just yeah. bleeding. I just, you know, just." It was yeah. a, it'd be what it be, right? So yeah. Exactly. So buddy, yeah. don't go anywhere. We gotta play a quick ad from our sponsors. Sweet. Hi, BuddyCast. Today's BuddyCast has been brought to you by Glass Growers Gallery, where they showcase functional artisan handcrafts of jewelry, pottery, glass, wood, metal, socks, and more. They also deliver within a 12-mile radius. They're located in the heart of downtown Erie by a bunch of our other business buddies. You can find them at 10 East 5th Street. You can also find our buddy, Emily, who did a buddy cast to explain the business more. She did a fantastic job. Please check out that episode. You want to learn more about them? Call today at 814-453-3758 or visit their website at glassgrowersgallery.com. Tell my buddy, Emily, that buddy sent you and buddy says hello. Now go be someone's buddy. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of BuddyCast. And that was Glass Growers Gallery, some fantastic business buddies of ours. You ever been to that store before? Nope. Ah, you got to get out some Listen, I, listen, is it in Pittsburgh? It's in Erie. Erie, Erie. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I've, nope, I've never, I've never been there, no. 
I, I thought it was in Pittsburgh. No, no, no. I've never been there. I've, I, when Erie is, to me, like Erie's home, because he and John yeah. and I both live here. Uh, but I don't go to a lot of, like, local stores. I go to, like, you know, just typical Walmart and Best Buy, you know, Sam's Club. I don't, yeah. I try to support local businesses, but, like, I I had no idea where that is. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're ever downtown near Perry Square, there's a beautiful business there. It sells a lot of local stuff, like a lot of, like, local handcrafted stuff. So, you got to okay. check it out. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely will. Yep. So like I promised you, now we're going to get into the you section. We've talked all about the wrestling. Now it's time for you. Sweet. So I, <laughs> I feel, I just feel like you have this incredible story behind you, like this incredible life story. Would you mind sharing? Yeah. So essentially, obviously, as you can see, I have brittle bone disease. I'm in a wheelchair. My bones break easy. I have like glass-like bone-like structure, right? Um, that's what my bones are made of. So basically, I break for anything from my neck to my toes, or not to my toes, but to my feet, right? Um, as a kid, I would average every year for at least the first 10 to 15 years, I'd average 75 breaks a year. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have evil Knievel beat by miles. <laughs> um, so um, with the disability, um, life always was different. Right. Um, and it was so different that I learned to adapt and I learned to overcome and not be bothered by the disability. And I just kind of was like, oh, yeah, I broke and I'd move on. Right. But that's the overall aspect of like my difference of what makes me different. Um, but the story is, is basically I am not originally from the United States. I'm actually from Honduras. Uh, so I got that Latino you know, fire in me a little bit, you know, Latino helo. Um, and so I'm from Honduras and my mom and dad knew they couldn't keep me. So they gave me up to a missionary who brought me to the States, who then brought me to, uh, Rochester, PA, uh, or Rochester, New York, sorry, Rochester, New York. And, um, there was a foster home for disabled kids. And the foster mom knew that I needed medical care and that she couldn't keep me. So she gave me up to Shriners Hospital for Children here in Erie. Um, and I was given to them. They knew I wasn't going to live because I was very malnourished. I, you know, was very small. I was, I was 10 months by this time, 10 months old. Um, and I looked like a preemie, like I looked like a brand new baby. Um, and I still looked like a brand new baby until about two or three. I was still teeny, teeny, tiny. Um, so with a bunch of surgeries and, you know, medications and obviously the right food to not be malnourished anymore. Um, I was healthy enough that they at least thought I'd be stable for the time being. So they thought, okay, well, he at least needs a home he, or, and he needs PT because physical therapy is important for people with disabilities. So they signed me to a physical therapist. That physical therapist happened to be single with no kids, fell in love with me, wanted to adopt me. Next thing you know, I'm a year old and she becomes my mom. So my physical therapist becomes my mother. Um, so I then am adopted, but things are still rough, right? Like I still was very, very sick. I still had a lot of medical problems. I still needed a lot of care and a lot of hospital visits. Um, there were a few times where they really didn't think they were going to lose me, even after being adopted, right? Because people think, oh, yay, the adoption, you know, happy ending, right? No, 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 no. There's still a rough patch, you know, at least for the first couple of years. Um, but, you know, like I said, the surgeries, medical visits, you know, medications, 
just a bunch of food, you know, being able to keep me upright, being able to have me move so I didn't just lay there like a sack of potatoes. Um, it just was a lot, right? So then I started to get stronger, and then I just started being able to do more things. Like, I started driving at two years old, driving power chairs, right? So, because I can't, I'm not strong enough to do the manual chairs. I'm also too lazy. Um, but <laughs> I I don't like pushing, right? So I just like pushing a stick rather than wheels. Uh, so I started doing that. And then um, I started driving, and then I just became more independent as I got older and older. But like I said, as I got older, I started breaking more. And then puberty hit, and then I started breaking like crazy. So that's the entire life story in a nutshell. There's a lot of really, really intricate, deep details that I'm leaving out just because of sake of time. Um, But, yeah, I'm from a third world country with a disability that not a lot of people know about, but it's still... it's getting more and more common, more known, well known. Mm-hmm. I'm not for people knowing about I could care less. Like, look, you want to know about me personally? I'll tell you about my disability, but I'm not one of those people who has a giant flag of the you know medical term, right? With yeah. a kind of wheelchair, right? I'm not. I'm not like that. I. You'd rather, I, be, you'd rather be Jordy than the kid with the disability. Bingo! Exactly, because that's how I roll. <laughs> Pun intended. Ah, uh, you know. So <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's 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 the whole gist of it. So in a very very tight bubble, I do have a book, and we'll get to that later. But I do have Ooh. a book um, that I would like to promote if you're cool with that. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. So go ahead, man. Yeah. So that brings up kind of a follow up question because you don't you can't see this about me because we're virtual, but I have a form of dwarfism called hypochondroplasia. So I'm little, a little people for the win, baby. Let's let's go. Exactly. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So I too have this story, you know, my parents found out about my dwarfism when I was three years old. Kind of, um, I was, they actually found out about me after my mom was in a terrible car accident. Kind of like you, the doctors were kind of saying, there's no way this kid's going to make it. Like there's no, there's little to no hope. Basically, instead of planning a, you know, like planning all the fun parents stuff, like, oh, what are we going to build? What are we going to do for the nursery? Or what are we got? They're basically saying plan a funeral at this point. But Dang. I, <laughs> I beat all the, they, they gave my mom a list. The day my mom found out about me, they gave her a list of odds that told her the only chances I had of making it past the age of three, let alone birth, were by medical miracles, including life in ICU and life on seizure medication. Dang. To this day, I've, taken seizure medication once and if this is icu now right now then it's pretty fancy icu you know hey listen man any anything where life is good is fancy and it's you know if this if this is our version of icu i'm okay with it so that's what i'm saying so you know but kind of like you like not i'm not trying to compare stories or anything like that so don't get me wrong you know like i'm not trying to be like oh is you yeah yeah no you're good you know did your story come with a lot of hardship growing up? Like, did your story come with a lot of, like, I had to say it this way, bullying with people, like, no. maybe not understanding or anything? No, I, I, I was the coolest kid in school. I was the most popular kid in school. Um, nice. I was never bullied. Um, my personality didn't, didn't let it happen. Nice. Um, That's the thankfully. way it should be. Um, I was just, I was always the outgoing, you know, happy-go-lucky kid, right? Like, everybody wanted a little bit of the energy or the happiness or whatever I had. Right. And that was fine by me. I didn't care. Like 
Yeah. As I got older, it, it became less and less because, you know, when you get into high school, everybody only thinks about themselves. And I was like, <laughs> I was at the point where I was breaking the most and struggling in school, so I just didn't care. Um, <laughs> but, no, I mean, not really. I mean, just, just disability. I mean, there was a lot of times life said no, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when life says no, you kind of just deal with it, right? Like, it's not... Yeah. What do you? What am I gonna do? Pout and complain that I can't play outside when I have a broken yeah. arm? Like, no, I was just like, all right, cool. I have lunch with the teachers. I didn't care, right? Like, I just, mm-hmm. I didn't care. Like, there were there were very brief moments where I was like, man, I wish I could do this. But if there were, there were very few of them because I just learned to adapt. I grew up with it. it it's adaptability is so important in life because. Whether you have a disability or, you know, something traumatic happens that changes your whole life and your whole perspective of life, you have to learn to adapt or else you'll never grow. You'll never grow. You'll never flourish or uh, you'll never be able to fathom any of what's going on because you're so mentally just drained or depressed or you're letting things that you can't control get in the way of you growing and being in the future. Bingo. That's exactly the mindset I was looking for. I, 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 it's common knowledge. It's common yeah. sense, right? But the thing is, is because there are so many people that go through such worse things than us. Because I do know of somebody who goes way worse, way worse things than I have, right? I know somebody. Yeah. They're depressed and they have depression, mental health issues, you know, and stuff like that. They're my hero because they go through so much stuff and they're still here at, you know, twenty-one years, you know, old right now. Right, this person's 21 years old now, and my mouth just drops. I'm like, I'm so proud of this person, and I want to be like them because my stuff, what I went through, is nothing compared to what she went through, right? And so, like, I just, I, I, I envy, not envy. I'm, I'm proud and grateful to know that there are other people that go through worse that can still carry on, even if it's hard, right? Because they know, they know that they have to learn to adapt, right? Exactly. That brings up my next question. Who are yeah. some of your role models in life? John Cena. <laughs> That's a given. Um, yeah. No, um, I mean, the person that I was talking about, I guess I can say her name because she doesn't have a Facebook anymore. Her name is Zoe. Uh, she was a very dear friend of mine for a long time. She and I are still friends. We just don't see each other as much. Um, just what she went through, right? It's not my story. It's hers. But she just went through a lot. And I'm just like, right? Like, I just, I, I, Went through my own traumatic stuff just with my disability. Not really traumatic, but it was just, I went through my own struggles. She went through trauma. Completely different, right? So, she's definitely one of my heroes. Um, There's not a lot, really, other than those two. um, Just because when you have this disability, or a disability in general, if you find somebody else who has it, if they're older than you, I guess you can say they're your hero in some aspect. But at the same time, and this sounds horrible to say, with my disability especially, it's a lot of just comparing. Oh, hey, what? how many times have you broken? Oh, uh, 30. You? Oh, more than 200. <laughs> right? It's not really like a, wow, I can look up to this person because this person did it. They've gone through it, you know, and because everybody's story is different everybody's version of my disability is going to be different, right? There's only two people in the entire world with the exact same type as my disability. It's me 
and my little sister who's outside my room she's waiting for me to be done with this because she wants to play because she's 10 years old um but she has the exact same thing right but the exact same type right so i, I there's not really a lot i could relate to growing up mm-hmm. i just kind of there was always the oh uh, you know the, the sympathy the sympathy was always there which i was grateful for but there was nobody that I could relate to because nobody else was breaking their neck or their knee or their arm or their rib, right? Every day, right? So it's not like any of my family or any of my closest friends can be like, hey, I've been there. Now, granted, I had, I still have friends who have this disability, but we don't talk as much. And we let, we all went through it differently, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we're all homies, and we all, you know, can bond over, yeah, being having brittle bone disease, but it's like, your version of it is different than mine. Exactly. I've never broken my arm opening a refrigerator door, right? I, I, you know, or my leg opening a refrigerator or smash my leg. I've never done that. You know, I've broken a rib sneezing. I don't know if the other three or four individuals or however many I have now on my you know friend group that had the same disability went through that right it's just every version's different right so i didn't have a lot of people to look up to in a sense when it came to the disability aspect of it so yeah wonderful wonderful number one i'm glad you have real you know i'm glad you have real models like john cena you know yeah listen bro listen never give up that was hustle loyalty and respect and never give up i Follow that like the wind, dude. Like, I love him. I love what he stands for. Yeah. I have not met him. I've met every wrestler but him. He's my golden goose. So, someday I hope to meet him. But anyways, yeah. If I ever get on, if I ever get blessed enough to get him on this show, I will promise you right here and there, I will get you behind the scenes. Bro, I will cry. <laughs> anyways, yeah, man. He's, he's my guy. He's my, he's my favorite. Nice. So what about, what else do you do outside of Team Big League? What are you, what are your hobbies? What is, what's your career? Yeah. What's, like- so um, I play a lot of video games. Uh, I go to a lot of concerts. Um, I just hang out with friends and family when I can. Um, I have a real job and it's selling credit cards to you know old people. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not ideal. Um, obviously, I want to do wrestling full time. Um, it's just a matter of making the right connections, which I have. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just a matter of the right phone call at the right time. So I'm just trying to figure out life right now, just doing that, while also, like like I said, spending time playing video games with friends or hanging out with friends or partying, because I'm a big partier. Um, so I'm just trying to navigate life right now. Nice. So I'm just figuring it out step by step, so... One step at a time, one punch at a time, one round at a time. Exactly, buddy. Absolutely. Got to ask, what are some of your favorite video games? Grand Theft Auto, Call of Duty, you know, the standard for 25. <laughs> um, nice. Wrestling video games, you know, because I'm a wrestler, wrestler so, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you mentioned you mentioned you met a lot of wrestlers. Who are some notable wrestlers that you have met? Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, um, Sting. Bret Hart, uh, everybody, literally everybody except John Cena. Mm. I wish I was kidding. I wish I was kidding. (laughs) You met The Rock? No. Okay, The Rock doesn't count because The Rock left. uh, 
Cena and The Rock are completely different when it comes to wrestling because they're the real ones who like left and did Hollywood. So like when it, when people are like, oh, have you met The Rock? No, because this is the same field. Cena and The Rock. When I say I've met everybody in wrestling, I mean specifically wrestling, not Hollywood. Yeah. You know, no, no, bro. If I met The Rock and Cena, I would be the luckiest little goose in the world. I, I would be, uh, bro. That would. I think I have a better shot at meeting the or Cena than I do The Rock. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That awesome. So, buddy. I've got two more questions for you to make this an official buddy cast. Sweet. Two more. The first one is brought to us by my buddy, Mr. Hashtag Positivity Jonas Kane. He wants to know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? To be somebody's buddy is to be consistent, um, to show effort, put forth effort, make sure that this is going to sound really weird, but hear me out. Picture a cup, okay, a cup of water. It's, it's an even cup. You want to make sure that you both are pouring your 50% in into the friendship. The cup is the friendship, and the water is the relationship and the measurement of how much of that relationship is. Consistency. That's what being a buddy is all about, is being consistent, loyal, loving, caring. You know, the, the typical of being a friend or a buddy, right? But I always value the consistency, right? Like if I reach out to you in next week, right, and say, hey, man, you know, or, hey, buddy, thank you so much for having me on your show. You go, yeah, no problem. And then, you know, a couple weeks go by, you're here in the area, or if you, or if you already live here in the area, you just reach out and say, hey, I'd love to hang out with you. I'd be like, wow, he reached out to me because I reached out to him. That is being a buddy. It's when you show interest and in both parties are understanding of each other's schedules, each other's lives, but yet still make time for each other. So I'm weird when it comes to friendships and stuff like that, but I just... I have put so much time and so much effort in a lot of people and they have either shown me that they are worth being a buddy or they're not, you know? So I, I value buddy ships differently than most people. So love it. Love it. You're right. It's 50, 50. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it maybe is. Sometimes you got to put a little more effort into it at times. Yeah. But that's it's okay. But that's what brings it back to the 50, 50 eventually, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Dude. There we go. The final question I have for you today is what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. Ooh. You ready for this? Yeah, for anybody, yeah. For anybody who – we're going to go back to the wrestling for a minute. For anybody who wants to do what you do, who wants to be an announcer, who wants to be a manager, who wants to be this involved in wrestling, what is your advice to them? Be humble. Be grateful for any opportunity you're given. Uh, don't take any opportunity for granted. If you are nervous, you're allowed to be nervous, and that means you're 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 ready. If you're not nervous, that means you're not ready. Um, also, never give up. Obviously, John Cena pun, right? But like, seriously, never give up. Chase your dreams, um, because dreams do come true, right? Like I, like we're going back to my story a little bit in wrestling, but like, because I never gave up on my dream. And because I'm still chasing it to this day, I'm now friends with the biggest wrestler in the world today. Right? I can text him whenever I want. And he invites me to work for him in Atlanta every three months. Right? Like, 14-year-old me would be crying right now. Right? Like, I just... I I have not 
gotten to where I am because just out of luck or for charity. I got to where I am because I never gave up and because I was grateful and humbled and I took every advice from every wrestler or promoter or whoever, manager, announcer, commentator, I could. And I ate it up and I'm grateful for it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do have, we do have one question from the audience real quick. And then I have a quick follow-up question for you. Yeah, go ahead. One of our buddies here wants to know if you've ever heard of Ruby, or Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Nope. Uh, I hate to break it to you. I have not. I will... I'm one of those people who keeps questions simple and sweet and to the point. So, no, I have not, unfortunately. Um, If it is an independent wrestler, uh, that's probably why. Because for years until I met John, all I knew was WWE, right? So, Mm -hmm. or AEW or any of the wrestling promotions, like TV ones. So, like, John just actually, sorry to keep going on, but John just told me, like, he's wrestling somebody in a couple weeks, and he's so excited. He's like... Guess who I'm wrestling in a few weeks? I said, who? And then he said the guy's name. I have no clue who this dude is. Now, granted, uh, he, now, granted, I see this comment. I love it. I, I love John. It's great. Um, I, I just, uh, this guy that John's wrestling has been in the business for 23 years. The same amount as John. Has wrestled everywhere. Has been on WWE. And John's like, how do you not know who this guy is? I'm just like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm just here. I don't know. I don't, all I ever knew was you, John, until I really started working the indies, right? So, I, yeah, I, I don't know a lot of indie wrestlers outside of the people I've already worked with. So, I'm sorry to answer that question, but I do not. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. We love questions Ooh. from the audience. So, I, I, I try to feature everyone that I can get, you know? Oh, the person saying sorry for asking that question. Don't apologize for asking that no, question, no, no, no. then, man. No. 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 Not at no. all. No. Not I at like all. questions. It keeps the thing engaged and it makes my brain work. <laughs> exactly. So I got one more question for you, though. Yeah. We're talking about you've got you've got a great story behind you. Thank you. You've got, you know, you're very an inspirational person. Oh, <laughs> okay. The second part of the Ultimate Buddy Cast Buddy question is what is your advice to anyone out there just in life give us some life advice oh boy boy oh boy um (laughs) first of all let me just if anybody's watching if you guys have questions dm me um or ask them in the comments i like answering questions i like talking and being able to give advice to people so i want people to if they, if you have time, I'd like to answer some questions because I know there's people who's gonna have questions because they see yeah. a Hispanic kid in a wheelchair who's in wrestling. They're probably like, "What on earth is this?" Right? So, um, but the advice that I have to give is essentially just: if life is giving you crap or just hard hardships, right? Don't give up. Keep going. Keep fighting. There are brighter pastures. There are greener pastures. There are brighter days ahead. Um, and even though, you know, we all go through our own trauma or our own struggles or we have our own disabilities that limit us in life, um, just keep going. Keep Try your best to put a smile on your face. If you can't do that, then at least do something nice for somebody else. Reach out to a friend. Say hello, right? Or just... You know, be be courteous, be kind, or thoughtful to somebody who might be going through worse than you, right? Like that's why I still hang out with my friend Zoe, like because she's still going through worse than I, and she and I have a really tight friendship. We're like this, right? But 
I just, uh, I, I, I know that me being able to be there for somebody else makes me happy. I also just like being with people, knowing that I'm putting, you know what, this is actually really, this actually goes right into the buddy question. If I had a buddy moment of the day every day, it's knowing that I put a smile on somebody else's face. If I know that if I made them laugh, made them happy or grateful or whatever, right, then I did my job for the day. That's my buddy job or whatever. I don't know. I'm just trying to incorporate it in your show. But um, I just want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing, and that's making other people happy or grateful for their life or whatever. So if you can do that in your life, then I guarantee you, you will find some form of happiness knowing that you did something for somebody else. Yeah. Love it. Perfect advice to end this episode. Ooh. Thank you so much for joining us on BuddyCast today. Visit. Thank you for having me, man. Oh, hey, real quick. So I forgot to, I was going to promote this. So I don't yes. have a copy of me, but I'm going to send it to your page. Um, my book is called A Little Life in a Big World. Um, it is available on Amazon for 10 bucks. It's super cheap because it's really, really small because I don't like writing and reading. So <laughs> I made it as short as possible, quite like me. Um, so uh, it's on Amazon. It's my entire life story from birth until uh, 20, how old, 2021, year 2021. So I was 23. So I was 23. So from birth to 23. So yeah, nice. So you can find it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'll send you the link. And uh, there's a whole Facebook page. I don't post much on my Facebook page anymore, just because. Well, one, sales are down, and two, I just I have gotten so busy in life that I just kind of forgot it exists. Um, mm. I used to update it on like, oh my gosh, we broke his sales record of 150. Ah, right, like, um, because people ask like, how are your sales doing? And then I would say, oh, they're good, and then. You know, I would update the page, but now I just, the page just exists and it's probably full of cobwebs and I don't really care. Because to me, it was never about the money. It was about inspiring people. So I really hope that your fans are inspired by it. So, and I hope they read it. Not for the money, but just because I want them to be inspired. So, yeah. Hey, you inspired me today. So, thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Jordy. Please check out his book. Reach out to him. He He loves it when people reach out to him. You heard it yourself. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Everybody's Favorite Show, Buddy Cast. Jordy, before we close out this episode, I have one favor to ask you. Yeah. Whatever you do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, or even next year, please promise me you're going to go out and be someone's buddy. I will, bud. You got it. We'll catch you all next time here on Everybody's Favorite Show, Buddy Cast. Well, the days are going fast Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone fast Buddy, buddy, tune in 